You're a 415er. 415 You're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast. As always, on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game, that's Mark Granny. I'm Evan Giddings, coming to you on the Odyssey app, as well as wherever you download your podcast from. Please download, rate, subscribe. Five stars are appreciated. We're going to get into some more overall roster conversation, Mark, as well as what direction we expect this season to trend for the 49ers and where some of the pundits are weighing in on where they see the 49ers are at this point in the offseason. Also, kind of an interesting conversation we're going to talk about as it pertains to the the running back room. Pardon me. This mm. quarterback room slips off the tongue when it comes to the 49ers nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but before we go into all of that, Mark, my man, how are you? I'm doing well uh, and good weekend. Uh, a lot of fun. Got to watch a, a great, a great game, too, of the NBA Finals the other night as well. As we're recording this on uh, Monday evening. Uh, it was a great game, too, on Sunday evening. And Evan, my Miami Heat futures bet is still looking all right. We got a chance to cash out. Let's go be a big one. Yeah, I may or may not have lost a beer on that game for, for those that are kind of wondering about any sort of friendly wagers that we might have. Uh, put a put a cold one on that. That's an L, and uh, it might be a Coors Light in honor of the Rockies. So sorry about that. You better you, you better pay up. Hey, come on. Oh, I got a dollar fifty in the in the back pocket. Don't worry. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but but speaking of the the one and five mark, uh, it's interesting mm. because according to ESPN's Mike Clay, this is where we want to start the episode today. The 49ers not only do not have one of the best rosters in the NFC, but they don't even have the best roster in their own division. And this was, was kind of a uh, statistical, you know, spreadsheet put together based on, of course, every single position weighed on a zero to four value. It's pushed against all, of course, the rest of the league. And uh, before we actually dig into to the numbers and um, I, I don't know the, you know, the five thirty eight conclusion that that Mike Clay and ESPN have come to about this. What was your reaction when you just saw the headline that the 49ers actually don't have the best roster in their own division? It's the Seahawks. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of a mess. Mike Clay is is mostly for ESPN, a, a, a fantasy guy. He does a lot of fantasy stuff. I know this isn't strictly a, a fantasy thing, but I don't think it really takes into account uh, just how incredibly talented this 49ers roster is. You, you're right. It, it ranks them one to four, including, you know, decimal points uh, up to a tenth. So you like 2.1 or 2.2, for example, and so on and so forth. Uh, the 49ers have the best running back room, according to Mike Clay, earning them a 4.0, I guess, if you want to think of it that way. They have an incredible linebacker unit, which is up there as well. Uh, The defensive on the interior, believe it or not, is ranked higher than the defense on the edge, despite the fact that Nick Bosa uh, is on the edge. But just in general, looking at this ranking, Evan, where he has the 49ers as the 15th best roster that includes every position group, offense and defense combined, 15th best. It's kind of wild to me. It does not make any sense. Now, I get that this is a a team that's going to be lapped by competitors when it comes to the quarterback room. 
Um, you could make the case going into this even before looking at the numbers that Niners would probably also lag behind on the offensive line and in the defensive secondary because that's generally where their weaknesses are. And that's where Mike Clay has found their weaknesses to be. Uh, but you're right. The fact that this, uh, according to this ranking by this prognosticator, Mike Clay of ESPN, the fact that the 49ers not only uh, aren't atop or near the top of the NFC, aren't atop their own division, and the fact that he, they have them as a middle-of-the-pack team in terms of a talented roster in the entire NFL, that's just absolutely ridiculous to me. You can make the case the Niners are top-heavy, Evan, um, but you have to take into account that the guys they have on top uh, are extremely good and extremely valuable and in very key positions. So the, I don't buy it. The, the 49ers have one of the most talented rosters in the entire NFL. Having them at 15th is disingenuous. Well, let's be honest, Mark. What really pisses you off about this list is not the fact that the Seahawks are one position higher than the 49ers. But the Minnesota Vikings are also <laughs> higher than the 49ers, and they are four slots ahead on Mike Clay's list. Um, you're right. That is disgusting. And I am, <laughs> I am, uh, I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to recover from this. Mike Clay's reputation in my mind gone down Tarnished. the drain. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Flush it like the 49ers uh, <laughs> position groups, apparently. No, so the, at least the breakdown, the biggest gaps in Mike Clay's smorgasbord of of positional rankings would be at quarterback which is understandable although i think their quarterback room for the seahawks is a 1.8 compared to a 49ers 1.1 i personally feel like that gap would be a little bit bigger considering how maybe more proven and top heavy theirs is um cornerback 1.1 for the 49ers to 2.1 for the seahawks that's also debatable. Uh, and then safety, 2.8 to 3.5. And, of course, that's mostly based off of the return of Jamal Adams, who is one of the league's best safeties. But the the biggest thing I, I have an, an issue with when it comes to the QBs is there's some, like, I don't know if it's just, like, poor description of is it based off of how top-heavy you are or how much depth you have, because I think the 49ers as a roster are much more top heavy than perhaps they've been in previous years. But the one area where they do have depth is at quarterback. And the 49ers, I think, are being rewarded for their depth at the running back position on Clay's rankings, but not the top heaviness of some other spots. So I'm not exactly sure what he's feeling out from that perspective. How I would look at this is at the QB spot, this is based purely off of data. And there is just simply not a lot of data between Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and Sam Darnold. Darnold would have the most, but it's not all that impressive. Even if Brock Purdy, the eye test, would tell you that he's a comparable quarterback to, I would say, the majority of the NFC signal callers. But the QB room's rankings are compared to Pittsburgh, week one opponent. That's 1.3. Carolina received a 1.0. Houston received an 0.9. I don't know about you, Mark, but to me, Brock Purdy or Trey Lance or Sam Darnold, due to the surrounding cast that they have, would automatically be excluded from the conversation of those three teams. Pittsburgh is probably the closest, but the other two are rebuilding, and it's just based off of also not a lot of data because you got two new guys coming in at each spot. So for me... I just it's confusing to me and the quarterback room is where I would disagree the most 
Uh, but if you're telling me that it's based off of purely numbers, I would then throw back at you, well, the rest of those teams that I just compared the 49ers to also don't have a lot of data. Yeah, and and as a result of that lack of data, uh, I, the the Seahawks don't really fall into that for me because Geno Smith is an older guy who's been in the league and he had a pretty good year last year. I would be shocked if he came out and was better than that. Not saying that I don't think he he can do what he did last year and, and repeat that. But you know, if you were to follow like this projection, which he has a, a one point eight for Geno Smith in the Seattle Seahawks quarterback room. Um, you know, generally that's about middle of the pack. Uh, you know, again, he ranks him from 0.1 all the way up to 4.0. So 1.8 is just a little bit on the bottom half. Um, that feels like a number to me, Evan, and, and we can move away from the numbers because they are a little bit confusing. But the the Seahawks quarterback room in general feels to me like you can't have, unless something wild happens, you can't really have... And you can't really have someone over exceed expectations. You can't, it, it seems unlikely that you're going to get that. I, I guess a better way to put it is there's less volatility there in that Seahawks quarterback room. You kind of feel like you have an idea of what you're going to get. Now on the 49ers, there's more volatility in that quarterback ranking projection number, whatever you want to call it. And I think a lot of that volatility, there's certainly a bottom out to it if there are injuries, and certainly everyone on the roster hasn't proven that they can stay healthy at that position. But if you had to pick maybe one spot, aside from the, the rookies coming into the league now, maybe Bryce Young just has a fantastic rookie year, and you look back at these projections and you think, all right, well, that was silly. Um, but the 49ers, I think, have the most room, at least among contenders in the NFL, the most room to exceed expectations at the quarterback position, at least considering where Mike Clay is ranking this quarterback room. Again, in the bottom, like the bottom third of the entire league, a bad quarterback room by whatever metric he's going for here. Um, and considering the fact that at the most important position, they got a relatively bad grade. They're still around middle of the pack in the NFL. Speaks to how good the rest of the roster is, Evan. And if we're trying to find the positive in this, you know, one reporter's, you know, ESPN employee's eyes, I think it's that the 49ers have room to grow in the quarterback position more so than a lot of the teams that, that they're chasing in this ranking that are above them. I actually, I think I want to table that uh, because I think that we can spend a lot of time on it, which of course we don't have uh, today just based on the topics we have. But I, I actually kind of disagree a little bit about the mm. room for improvement from the 49ers quarterback position, uh, well, specifically as it pertains to Brock Purdy. I, I don't want to get into it too much, but I, I think it also comes from where like the ranking is in the first place. Like, for example, with what Mike Clay is saying, he has the 49ers quarterback room at a 1.1, which is like bottom 10, 11 in the entire NFL. I wouldn't put the 49ers quarterback room that low. So if if I were ranking them higher, there wouldn't be, of course, as much room to grow. But considering where this ranking is, I think there, there is room to grow from this spot, but maybe not if you have them previously ranked higher to begin with. I also think the position is ranked like independent of the others. So, I mean, it, it's kind of, it's tough because all of them are, are connected, especially offensively. But I do think that if you just take a look at 
the quarterbacks for the 49ers, independent of who plays around them, they actually might be a bottom 10 group just from what we've seen from each of them. I, I, I'm not sure, but I will say that the one group or uh, position, the one position group that I feel like was ranked the most accurately was the offensive line. And mm. I know the number is going to seem extremely low at, at 0.9 out of four, but it was ranked the sixth worst in the NFL. And we talked about it in our last episode, Mark. I, I do not have a whole hell of a lot of confidence in this offensive line, just because if you take a look at where they were ranked entering last season, they're about middle of the pack. I think PFF had them at 14th. Um, They probably outperformed expectations just based off of having Aaron Banks, who was a second year player, but didn't play much his first season. Spencer Burford was a rookie. Uh, And then you end up losing Mike McGlinchey. So maybe you could say that there's room for growth in that department, just because outside of Trent Williams, there's not really a, a solidified commodity there. But I also have to imagine that Trent Williams entering his late thirties is also going to regress a little bit. Now that doesn't mean that regressing from the best tackle in football is going to cost you a whole lot, but if he is not as good as he's been in previous years, then the rest of the offensive line also has to step up. And I just don't know. That is where the majority of my questions on both sides of the football lie, because I think with what the 49ers have at quarterback, how they could not protect them last year, as well as how dependent their offense is on the run and the guys in the backfield. I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on the O-line if this team sputters at the beginning of the season. And it's something that we haven't really talked about a whole lot. So if there's one area where I would agree with Mike Clay about the deficiencies of this 49ers team, it would be on the O-line. I I get it as well. I, I just think with these kinds of of rankings it's so difficult now if you add everything up again take the offense and the defense together mike clay has the 49ers as the the 15th most talented best team whatever you want to however you want to describe it he has them as the fourth best defense and the 21st best offense i just don't see how it's possible you watch what the 49ers did last year with brock purdy as their quarterback they're putting up 30 points in their sleep week in and week out. And you have them as the 21st best offense. You have them as the best running back room, which makes sense. You have one of, if not the best running back and the most dynamic running back in the league. You have a, a, a top five tight end group, mostly because of George Kittle. Yes. And you certainly have an above average wide receiver room. The reason why it falls down so much in Mike Clay's rankings is, yes, because of the quarterback and the offensive line. Uh, But just looking at what this 49er offense did last year, I don't see how it's possible. You could possibly rank the 49ers offense as the 21st best group in the entire National Football League. That, to me, is just wild. And I get get the the concerns about the offensive line. Uh, Trent Williams could still be the the best offensive lineman, maybe the best player in football like he has been for a number of the last few years. But you're right. He's also getting up there, and I wouldn't be shocked if if he starts to decline just a little bit because he's getting to that age. But still, I think the talent the 49ers have elsewhere on offense is enough to at least be in the top half of entire offenses across the league. I don't know. This this ranking, to me, I, I think it's a good conversation. It's fun to talk about, but I don't know. It seems pretty ridiculous to me. If you just look at what this 49er offense did for 
a 10, 11, 12-week span, including the playoffs, when Brock Purdy was their quarterback. I don't see how it's possible you can't have them in the top half, let alone 21st overall in the entire league. Yeah, I, I mean, and maybe it's, again, all independent data, but when you throw Kyle Shanahan into the mix, I, I don't I, I don't see a Kyle Shanahan orchestrated offense as ever being anything in the bottom half of anything. Like, it, no matter what sort of metric stat you use, uh, if you got Kyle Shanahan calling plays <laughs> and dialing things up, you're probably going to be an efficient offense. Now, not to say that you couldn't be better, and I think Kyle Shanahan has had the benefit of an accurately ranked top five defense, probably top three defense in the NFL. But I also think you got to give that some weight as well. And I don't see the offensive line as well as the quarterbacks being that big of a weight or an anchor to drop down uh, the rest of their position players. But we'll certainly keep an eye on that, of course, moving forward.